Aloha! Welcome to episode 50 of Keep the Kayfabe. I'm Mike, sitting here with my boys, ready to talk some wrestling. Uh, last week, we took a little time off. I was kind of out of the mainland and off with my wife on our honeymoon in Hawaii. But what a time to go away, because uh, my boys were keeping me in the loop of all of what happened, going down with NXT, more releases, and just major drama happening in the wrestling world we're gonna unpack all of that uh plus we're gonna cover um the return of malachi black in ring debut on aew dynamite and talk a little bit about bobby eaton later in the show but before we get to all that let's introduce the boys real quick up in glendale somebody who keeps it regal steve Grobschmidt. how are you grabby next tea will rest in peace. Or is it 10 bells, man, for being dead? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, my God. Yeah. It is on this somber occasion that I just want to acknowledge something that once meant a lot to me, but now is in the toilet, NXT. Yeah. We'll get, we'll get there. We'll get there. Oh, man. That was very good, Steve. Thank you for that. All right, let's go to Bayview. Talk to somebody who keeps it freshly squeezed, Mr. Matt Michelson. What's up, Matt? How are you? I am uh, the game, uh, and I'm you're, over. You're not playing, any, you're not playing anymore. <laughs> it's no longer time to play the game. Nah, they, yeah. they really need to have a meme where Miro's saying game over, and then somehow we'll figure a way to work Triple H into it. Yeah. Or he, he's uh, just constantly hitting the reset button on um, the original <laughs> Nintendo or yes. you're blowing on a game cartridge or something yeah. like trying to bring it back to life. Triple oh, H, man. more like single H. Who's Ooh. with me? <laughs> Yikes. All right. Let's keep the good times rolling. Talk to my guy. Oh, my God. It's Charlie Ow. Michael. You're under. You're over 30 and none of you guys are over six foot. I have nothing to do with you. You're cut. <laughs> Your future never. Ain't that the truth? You, 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 no more midgets, damn it. Midgets. We gotta have the giants, god damn it! I want big guys like the warrior. <laughs> he was something. You guys ever hear of Brockus? <laughs> oh my god. I'm Ed Johnson. Batista? He was a beast. Couldn't wrestle. Couldn't all that vascularity. All that, yeah. All that, as, as uh, George Takei says, all that musculature. It's very, all that musculature. <laughs> oh, my. Except Bronson Reed. He's, He's short, not right kind of big. Fat. Out of shape. He's no Mark Henry. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Well, this was awesome. Okay. So, we just dropped some awesome love the jokes. <laughs> love reconnecting with you boys on this. Uh, so, we got a lot to unpack here. So pretty much what was released in the wrestling world, NXT is basically going down the shitter uh, faster than wet toilet paper, <laughs> single ply. And uh, and if I was on, if I was Triple H, I would be on suicide watch. And um, basically, uh, who said it that they said um, if you're under the I'm, eight, like 30, if you're yeah. over the age of thirty and under yeah. six foot, who said that? Was that I think Vince's? that was like Vince's, Laurinaitis's, and um, Pritchard's kind oh of thing gosh. that they're going. They're taking it back to the old school NXT where, where it was like Florida Championship Wrestling when nobody cared about it. You know? Yeah, yeah. Who remember that? Um, who was that? Um, that NXT like faction that it was like all those big guys and they would run rampant. It started with like the, was it like the eclipse or what was it called? It's all those big guys. Oh, was that Nexus? There it yeah. is. Yeah. I mean that, that didn't last long at all. And no. I feel like that's what they're trying to get back towards from this. 
Oh yeah, that's what. Yeah, yeah, that's what, that's what they want to go back to. Yeah. So for so for our listeners who are just getting into this story for the first time, I know it's been a couple of weeks since Keep the Kayfabe's put out any content, so we'll catch you up real quick in case you've missed out. So essentially what's going on in the world of wrestling with NXT is, as you've probably learned by now, NXT lost the Wednesday Night War and has been on Tuesdays for a while. If you've watched NXT for a long time, you know that NXT is not what it used to be. The product is very inconsistent. The booking's very dry. The storylines are just nothing you can really invest in. Um, and on top of that, a couple weeks back, Karrion Cross lost to Jeff Hardy oh, he on won tonight. Raw, and he won tonight. But there was another loss in there, another one in there. So they've so they've literally been fifty fifty booking the NXT champion. Now this was really He's undefeated in NXT. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. right. Undefeated gotcha. in NXT. Yes, absolutely. Now this was a little strange and caught a lot of people off guard, especially because most NXT fans also know what's going on in mainstream WWE. So that, that was kind of a red flag. Um, but then over the past week, there's been more cuts made within NXT in particular. And a lot of names that we recognize like Mercedes Martinez, Bronson Reed. I think there were a few others as well. Um, but with those Bobby cuts, Fish, there was a memo that came out, uh, as Charlie mentioned a minute ago, from uh, John Laurinaitis, Bruce Prichard, Vince McMahon, all kind of agreeing on the fact that they want to shift to a younger talent pool. So most of the guys in NXT now are in their 30s. They want to shift back to in their 20s and then start finding bigger guys, you know, guys who are over six feet. Think 1980s WWE. Yeah, that's essentially what they're going for now. You can take this a lot of different ways, right? I, I first heard this story, I think it was yesterday, maybe earlier today. Uh, my take on it is, at this point, WWE has not been able to compete with AEW. They started out creating NXT, AEW came along and gave people what they actually wanted, which was an even better version, and it's been great. Um, so, people give WWE a lot of grief for it. However, my take is, WWE classically has been good at booking big guys that's what they always used to do that's what vince knows how to do and he historically did it well now over the past 20 years was that the case i don't know it was very inconsistent the first you know between 2000 and 2010 especially i don't think was all that great but i do think if they're going to focus on their strengths and what they're good at booking big guys is what they've historically been good at. And I can even think back to the mid to late 90s, right before the break of the Attitude Era, when Vince said, hey, we need to change this up. We need to focus on our strengths. In interviews, he'd always even said, he's not competing with WCW. He's focusing on making his product the best it can be. And he knew what made it good. So I think he's starting to hit that point again where he's realizing that there is competition they're really taking a beating from the competition and they need to do something different and they're going to do what they're good at. Now, do fans agree with that? You know, a lot of them don't. And that's why we're sitting here talking about it. But my take on it is I think it's a good thing. WWE is pivoting and focusing on what historically they've been good at. Is it going to work? We'll have to wait and see. I know they've been focusing on smaller guys and there's been this contention now for the past almost decade, you know, as long as NXT has been around. So we'll just have to wait and see. I, I guess I'm curious to hear what you guys think, though. I, they got a long way to go then because they don't, I mean, they got nobody young. I mean, look, look, yeah. at, look at SummerSlam. They got, they're bringing back Oldberg. They're bringing back uh, Cena. They're bringing back, well, I mean, Edge is back. Like, I think the average age is in the 40s. And I think, like, yeah. So I don't know if they're going to do that. I don't know where they're going to find those big young guys because, well, one, they've already shit on um, carrying. I mean, yeah, big deal. He won today, but they were, they're already screwing up carrying cross Bronson Reed. They blew. It's like, so, I mean, if you accept that that's their strength, I, I don't know where they're going to like, I, I just, I don't think Vince has it anymore and they're not going to find people that well, like that. That's a good point, Steve, because during COVID, you could find them maybe deep in the indie circuits and all these other little small promotions and find them. But all those are kind of went under and probably all those people that are that age are broke that had a wrestling dream. I mean, they were out of work. They couldn't get any support, probably. And um, you know what? They're probably sitting on the couch playing more Twitch rather than getting big. 
and um you know playing more video games plus the 80s wrestling was fun because there was no cell phones all those dudes went out together and had fun they did drugs together they partied together i mean they banged together i mean all the stuff that was so crazy about 80s wrestling that made it good that created that in-ring chemistry we're never ever ever gonna get that back. I mean that's just well, it all comes that's back. gonna happen. It all goes back to Vince and the originally originally killing the territories mm-hmm. where guys could work. So he killed that. And what happened, they kinda killed the indie market. Cause what happened is they saw how good Ring of Honor was working with, with the guys they had. So they just raided Ring of Honor, Generico, mm-hmm. Steen, um, you know, uh Riddle. I heard the story about Riddle was that he was gonna sign with Oh, I forget who he's gonna sign with somebody else. Like, oh, who was it? TNA or something or somewhere. But they offered him that when he was leaving, they knew he was good. They didn't want to sign him right away, so they offered him an evolve contract. So he stayed there, and then he was ready to leave to go like the I think the Ring of Honor. Yeah, he was gonna go to Ring of Honor. They're like, oh, we'll, we'll we'll get you on NXT now, you know. So they they tried to cut off the shit that Ring of Honor was doing. You know, they raided Ring of Honor and raided the Indies and bought Evolve. And had all those guys come in, and then um, it just ruined the indie market. But you know, there's guys like the Bucks and the Bullet Club and some of the guys in New Japan. They, you know, they were like, "Oh, we're not going." So that kind of saved the indie AEW market. But there's, there's, you know, everybody's kind of anybody new and up and coming's kind of spoken for right now. You know, for what they're looking for. You know, they're going to have to go for non wrestling type guys. You know, right mm-hmm. or. You got the Olmoses and the Big E's. Like, you know, those are some actually pretty yeah. good guys. Yeah, they, yeah. You know, if they're smart, they'll do that. Or, um, yeah. But, but and Roman Reigns, obviously, they put all their eggs in that basket. Yeah, but, that's, um, a, that's their creation. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, but, I mean, obviously, Bray didn't work out. Big Braun Strowman didn't work out. Keith Lee. All these big guys. I guess well, they're not the right kind of big. Well, I think I think Braun would have stayed, but they didn't want they want to redo a deal with him. They didn't want to pay him a million a year. Mm. Right. That's yeah, from, that's sense. why. Yeah. And, Another thing, know, Charlie, you brought up a really good point with the indie scene. I, yeah, they rated it. So, well, and so another thing that came to mind when you mentioned that is, you know, Vince keeps talking about having bigger guys and also starting them from the ground up in NXT. You know, finding Mike like you just mentioned, non to bring in, and I think part of the the struggle that wwe has had is they bring in these amazingly talented people but over the past several months we've heard triple h say multiple times that when you come into wwe you work the wwe playbook and if you have that it doesn't fly so you're trying to take these guys who have in a lot of cases you know 15 years or more of experience already and trying to teach them brand new habits something that they've built into their muscle memory for over a decade so Mm -hmm. You know, you can see it a lot, especially on television. The moves and the matches are very formulaic, almost to a fault. And I think part of that isn't necessarily the wrestlers themselves. It's the fact that they're trying to break their old habits, work a completely new style that they're just not used to. So it is kind of like watching a bunch of guys who are green, really, and, you know, trying to emulate this style that they're being told to do. So I do think there may be some value in getting some guys who aren't, you know, historically pro wrestlers, especially on the indie scene, if that's really what Vince is looking for. Now, even if they do all that, is it going to change all that much? Honestly, I, to some degree, I think it might. But even then, it I, we'll have to wait and see. It's really a toss-up. That's a good point. And I also have a sneaky suspicion. You know how they're more focused on selling uh, apps and uh, belts? Maybe they want these big <laughs> yeah, to sell to sell uh, action figures because they have the body type that will make a cooler action figure if they're trying to grow, grow that kind of income. I don't know. That's, that's their income. I, I can't remember the whole story now. I heard it today that um, Triple H was in a meeting with a bunch of, you know, WWE execs, and they were talking about, you know, T-shirts, merchandise, all the stuff that they could sell, but they weren't really talking about wrestling. You know, they weren't yep. talking about the product, you know all the other other shit with it it's pretty fascinating because i was talking about this with uh kristen the other day you know remember like back in the day when disney world was cool and you would go down to disney to see like these characters that you saw in the movie like you would take your kids to get the autographs of like snow white and cinderella like you would go there to see these 
characters, like people yeah. in these costumes. Now you go there to stand in line on a ride, and the characters don't mean anything yeah, anymore. Yeah, the peripheral, so, yeah. Yeah, That's I true. mean, Disney has just kind of mastered moving people around in their park and maximizing them for all they, you know, can get them to spend. So it's just kind of crazy how, uh, you know, a great thing can start and the way that they pivoted and remaster, but I just don't think it works so well with, I don't, well, just no, the wrestling that we care about. It's not going to work. It's going to be a failure because their products have mm-hmm. been failed. Their product, what Vince sees, has been failing for years. NXT was the one bright spot for a while. Like I was telling a guy today, it was a bright spot until Karen Cross won, I think. And that's when it started going downhill. You know, uh, like, like you know, uh, what's the chick? Like, um, Cross and that other chick. That Who's the chick? Scarlett? Who's the? No. Oh, uh, Cal Gonzalez. She's the champ. They're... they're there's nothing there. I mean, she's there's talented. There's nobody. Not, yeah. There's, yeah. They're, they're both nobody. Nobody's into them. Nobody cares. You know, mm. they're kind of just there. They're really, when you look at their WWE type of champions that, that, yes. that they would go for that, you know, nobody wants. They'd want to people, fans like us that are hardcore. You want to see a champ. I'll get back. You want to see Adam Cole. You want to see an O'Reilly. You might, yeah. want, you know, you want to see Finn hold the belt. You know, you want to see guys like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. I, I, That's a really great point. I would even argue with that and say NXT really started going downhill somewhere around mid to late 2019. I think when Rhea Ripley won the NXT Women's Championship over from uh, Shayna Baszler, Baszler, in my mind, that was the last big moment from NXT. Yeah. Now, granted, that was before the pandemic. They were still at Full Sail University. You had that hot crowd yeah. every night. That yep. did add a lot to it, but yep. I, I agree with you, Charlie. Regardless of when it happened, I, you know, very recently we started to see it go downhill, and that's, that's you gotta why wonder. Stop watching it. Yeah, and you gotta wonder, like, how much of that is attributed to Bruce Pritchard, John Laurinaitis, all both being in Vince's ear, slowly uh, wearing away at NXT. Or, so old well, school. I think I think it's Vince's idea, and they're yes men, so they're gonna say yeah, oh, yeah, totally. that's, yeah. That's how it should be. We gotta go back to the big guys, you know. Mm-hmm. So they're going to yes, man, if that, and that's Vince's thing. You know, he's always been about the big guys, you know. And so. I think, and I think Pritchard and Ace are just, uh, they're, they're old school and they're not, yeah. um, they haven't evolved. Like they probably don't watch other shit. Oh, they, no. You know, I've listened to enough Pritchard that, you know, he doesn't, doesn't he just likes the anything. hits. He likes the yeah. old hits. And, you know, that's why he was like, you know, bad mouth and Nick Aldis not long ago and stuff like that. He's just, he knows his little world and that's 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 like classic wwe they know their world and yeah yeah i think they're just trying to groom new future hollywood stars if they can find a diamond in the rough where they can get a cena a batista or a rock a new a new one and put them into hollywood where they can develop them and make money off of them that way i mean we just saw cena in suicide squad he looked great you're not going to put one of the young bucks in there and or in that movie yeah, the problem is though who like who it you know Cena's the last of that. I mean, yeah, I know, but Roman. Well, I think putting, that's what they're trying to find. Yeah. But they put the, the they're putting all is, their eggs in Roman Reigns. He's not yeah. that. Yeah, the, he, their whole deal is now you go to see the WWF, WWE. You don't go to see certain wrestlers. I think the whole I don't know. I think they have homogenized Bubba, it on purpose. Yeah, yeah. and Bubba, Bubba Ray says it a lot that that they don't want the people to get that big ever again. So, I mean, you know, they want them to be big, but not like bigger oh, than the really? product. So that they, they outlive them... the product. Yeah. Yeah. Grow the product. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you're like, oh, I got to go see WWE. It's like, there's still marks that go to, like, I couldn't believe how many tech people showed up for that house show here. It's like, there were a lot of people at that crappy house show. I was like, why would you go see that? You know? I don't know. Yeah. And, families and, 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 buying, and it's for kids. Like you said, I think you might've mentioned it, Steve, like people are taking their kids. Yep. You'll see this mm-hmm. stuff. So they're selling tickets, so they're not going to change anything. The people stop going. They're still the mainstream right. solution. Yeah. You, you know, yeah. like you said, they have their favorites and stuff, but they're not. You're never. They're not going to build a Stone Cold or you say like a. There's no. A there's rock n- again. I mean, I, I'm not saying yeah. this to be a shit, but there's there's no one even close to that. Like, there's not. No. And like, no. you know, The Rock. You kind of knew early on that guy's going to be special. Had it, yeah. I think Cena, all those guys. But who, yep. who, 
like you know it's not matt riddle it's not uh almost you know it's not big e not i mean you picked like these guys even, i love first, kevin steen but it's not yeah kevin it's steen, not kevin steen. i mean big e is probably like you know really like one of the all around he's charismatic he's big he's talented but he's not going to be that nope i think a big yeah, piece of it though too is you know the way the rock and john cena came up regardless of whether they were scripted or not they put so much of their own personality into whatever they were saying or reading from that they just transcended the product whereas yeah most of the guys now you know you could you could swap out ricochet with drew mcintyre yes uh, like as far as that's a great point promo right yeah like they could you could mix and match any character from any part of the card and they're all incredibly talented in the ring so they're all interchangeable and Mm -hmm. you know like we will probably get more and more into talking about these releases that happened recently but quite frankly and you know this isn't me being heartless but watching the product you could cut anybody from that and watch it the next week and you wouldn't even notice at this point it, it's all the same none of the matches mean anything i and you know charlie to your point talking about cena and the rock and not wanting anyone to get that big again i think a b- big part of that is now you can watch it week to week and it's always the same and if some yep. guy messes up like one of the usos you know gets another dui or something and they can them interchangeable part exactly they're just another part in the machine at this point a cog in the wheel, pal. Another brick in the wall. I guess you could say NXT was fun while it lasted. Pretty much, dude. Pretty <laughs> much. I, you know, I think about, yeah, I yeah. think we, you know, just to think, sum, yeah. sum up how I feel on that. I mean, for me, NXT changed um, when they went to two hours and went to USA yeah. Network. Because right. That's, that's, that one hour, that, yeah, yeah. yeah, that one hour left you wanting more. And then they just had, they had a, twice as much time to fill and it felt like they were doing that bad wwe and um i just but i just think man i mean nxt is what kind of put all the wind back in my sails of being a wrestling fan because you know when it was like it was so good yeah and it was just i remember i went to every show in milwaukee and i like lived for it every wednesday and then luckily AEW is more than filled that void but uh oh yeah but man, it's just sad to see because that was they really. I mean, geez, oh. Sasha Sasha Bailey, still one of the greatest feuds of all time. Yeah, I remember when I remember that first time they came to Milwaukee. I tried to get tickets, like I didn't think you'd have to buy them right away. So I got on a little bit later. They were all gone. I was like, holy shit, yeah. this product's hot, man. I missed. Mm-hmm. I didn't make the first show because I couldn't get a ticket. Yeah, it was just a different kind of fan. It's probably what we see. We're going to experience more so with AEW. But oh yeah, it's everybody just, there was cool. Honor, yeah, it was like it's they, the Ring of Honor. They were like NXT, us. NXT AEW crowd. Yeah, it's that, it's that exact crowd. No, dude. no what chance or stupid yeah, shit. It was just know. people there because they wanted to see good wrestling. Yep, hundred yep. percent. And they also like the the takeovers seriously became something from between oh, yeah. 2015 till you know almost 2019. They were on a three year streak where. Every few yeah. months, you'd get yeah. this NXT pay-per-view show, and my God, it'd be oh, five matches. Fun. The whole show was a ten out of ten. Never bad. Yeah. Never yeah. bad. Yeah, because yeah, I, I mean, like you said, none of them were ever bad, but the last few have been like, ah, oh, they're okay. They're like okay. souped up. Now they're souped up TV shows. Yeah, yeah right. it was like nothing special. Like at the end, a lot of times it end it with like something to get you back watching it on Wednesday, but it's kind mm-hmm. of been like, ah. Oh, Oh well, nothing really yeah. exciting happened. Kind of predictable, you know, which is which is a bad space to be in. Which yeah. is the WWE thing. Like at least they weren't kind of predictable, right? I just and I don't know. It's gonna be it's it, gonna be hard. Now it's gonna be really hard to get if they change the whole format of the show and all that, and the style is gonna be people people will leave it. You the know, organ will sure. be rejected. Yep. And they already have. I mean, I think in retrospect, I think their biggest downfall and maybe their greatest mistake was getting rid of Mauro Ranallo or let, letting running him, him go. out. Running him out, uh, basically. Yeah. And then going to two hours on yep. uh, USA. Yep. Because yep. It, it made so much sense. NXT, you have to have the WWE Network to watch it on there, or you could pirate it, whatever. But it, it gave you a reason to get the network Wednesday night, one hour, digestible programming, quality over quantity. And I I just got to yep. think, what what if they just 
kept it the way it was and stayed their course and tried to not compete with AEW and try to get in this big pissing match with them. And then Let AEW this, do what they do. And this day they're saying they're, it's not competition. Then why exactly. the, would you yeah. put your why'd you put your FN show and why are you punishing exactly. now because yeah, they got that's, beat? That's pretty it's much. Like, I, didn't, I didn't believe that when I first heard it, but yeah, yeah this is punishment for them losing and yep. Mm-hmm. They're changing, like you said. He's not getting. He's getting rid of all the small guys eventually, and he's going to a whole different, different thing now. You know what I'm worried about? Just call it a bad hunch. I, I, I got this feeling Adam Cole's going to resign. I, I do too. I, I don't know why. Maybe it's just. All I think it's stupid. I think he hasn't said no yet. I, I'd let him. I, I, I'd give him a break if, for the money wise, but. He it's not going to work out. It's not, oh, he's no, not gonna, it's going to be horrible. It's going to be miserable. Yeah, they, they're going to lose interest in him. Yep. Because, like, but me, Brian, listen to Brian Alvarez yesterday, but he had a good point of saying, hey, let's say AEW's off from 500, half a million, WWE offers him a million. He, yep. can still, he can still take people, you know, because, like, we're saying, oh, he just go to AEW. But he can still take that one million. Like, he's, well, Get someone to sign his contract. Get his contract laid out. Hey, if you cut me, I get paid this much at the end of it or whatever. And like you said, even if he, if even if they cut him after two or three years, he's still going to be a hot commodity. He can still go to AEW, you know, but he's going to be stuck in that fucking shitty purgatory. So is the half a million really worth it? We're yeah. not probably going to get that whole other half a million anyway. I, I get what you're saying, Charlie. I was listening, yeah. I think, to that same show. Um, yeah. and I actually caught another clip with Brian Alvarez and Dave Meltzer talking about the same thing. And Yeah, that's where I stole Vin- it from. Yeah, and well, Vince has come out now. Obviously, we've said this a million times, but he wants big guys. But, you know, Meltzer was talking a little bit about yeah. you got to have a little bit of variety in there. You Like, think about Shawn Michaels back in the yeah. day, right? Like, yeah. Adam Cole is sort of like the closest thing to that. He's in the smaller modern than day. Sean, though. He is. He he's is. definitely yeah. smaller than Sean. <laughs> Um, yeah, he ain't that big of a dude. Right, but at the same but time... he's a great wrestler, great personality. That's all that matters. Exactly, and he's got the look for sure. Yep. So could he make it in you know this new WWE? Possibly, but you know, is Vince going to get tired of him? You know, history yeah, says probably. He's not, not going to push him, dude. Right, so, so that may make sense, and it might be in Adam Cole's best interest then to sign another contract if they really want to yep. you know, take a shot with him, and then if it doesn't work out and his contract gets cut, whatever, AEW will yeah. still be there. Because I heard, I read, I looked it up too, and you know how much, do you know how much, let's say, a top-tier NXT wrestler's making, like you say, like uh, Adam Cole or something, you know how much they're making? I think it's like mm, two fifty. I want to say, not even. Wow, one tw- like one between one hundred one twenty. Wow, they're starting some guys off to come in like s- between sixty fifty to sixty to eighty, depending on no. who you are and where you came from. But like a top wow. guy like Adam Cole might be making one and a quarter, dude. Which oh my is, god, which is crazy, dude. Oh, it's like wow. you could you could make more than that on on the indies, probably making t shirt sales and doing all your other shit. It's like why you. He could open a string of Culver's yep. and he's make been, more money. Yeah, he's been there like <laughs> four years, and if that's all he's making, it's like, man, that ain't that much, really. For our out-of-state listeners, in case you're curious, Culver's is a Wisconsin-only fast food restaurant. Well, I think it's all. No, they're all Midwest. It's Midwest. It's, Midwest. Yeah. it's in Illinois, yeah. It's okay. It's, hey, yeah. Adam Cole's Butter Burgers down in uh, Tampa would be pretty hot. But no, I really, it would be a very, very sad story if Adam Cole did resign. I could see it kind oh, of yeah, playing I mean, out. Kind I'd be of, kind of pissed a little bit, like you said. Yeah, it kind of might play out like Bret Hart, to be quite honest with you. Somebody who's so what loved. If he gets and hurt, like, what if he gets hurt, too? Yeah. Oh, well, and then it's not like Adam Cole is getting younger. And if He's they're going to be bringing up green, if they're going to be bringing up green big guys that don't have a lot of body control. And they're gonna be <laughs> slamming point. him around. Yeah, he's gonna be taking these bumps, getting paid jack shit. Well, I think I think part of this whole offer is that he's gonna have a main roster spot. I'm sure of it. Yeah, like, but still, he'll get rate. He'll get main roster money. Like um, you know, like the yeah. The rumor I saw was he'd be going from a hundred thousand to a million. Yeah, which wow. would be pretty hard which to is, turn down. Yeah, which is hard <laughs> to turn down. Yeah. Well, I feel he should be paying. Uh, being paid on the same level as AJ Styles, I would say. But nobody on the main roster who watches the main roster knows who Adam Cole really is and how good no. he is. So you can. No. So I don't know. I don't. I I just don't know how it makes sense. I think the guy has to walk. 
I think he has to go to I AEW, would. be yeah, with his boys so. where he started. He's with and Chris his, Baker. Yeah. It, and it makes too much sense for him. And plus, yeah, the, it makes, the, plus the AEW pride is going to get super hot with Bryant and mm-hmm. Punk coming in and all oh, the yeah. New Japan stuff. That, it's going to be the hot product in 2022. 100%. They're going to need to fill two shows, Rampage and Dynamite. you got to yep. have you know, a full Friday, card on you, both. Set your DVRs, boys. Yeah, I did actually. <laughs> yeah, so did I today. <laughs> nice, awesome. We'll be, and we'll be live next Friday. Me and, me and Big Mike will be in the house. Oh man, it's gonna be fun. Yeah. So, uh, Charlie Box Office does it again, Charlie boys. Box um, I don't know if we broadcasted Box it uh, last last yeah, week, we but yeah, we did. Oh, oh, we did. <laughs> yeah, Charlie, yeah. yeah, Charlie with the quick fingers got us uh, some rampage tickets. Super stoked. Uh, it's going to be fun. We're going to be going to the Madhouse. So the uh, United Center down in Chicago, I think. Did they sell it out? I think they did, right? Yeah, it's gone. Yeah, it's yeah. gone. It's oh sold. As, God. Yeah, it's sold. And we will be wearing masks, I feel like. Because <laughs> yeah, 25000 yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think I'm going to yeah. be wearing masks today. Yeah, I'll bring it, yeah. Yeah, I was just down in Illinois, actually, this past weekend, and masks are pretty much back everywhere. I don't think it's there's signs or mandates quite yet, but people are wearing them. So yeah. I'm sure by the time you guys go, it's going to be a thing. Yeah, I'll have yeah. it. Yeah. I'm cool with that. As long as I can see it and participate but Jesus. i think it's better to be safe than sorry that's for sure i don't I'd love I don't, I don't know if this list is right but i'm looking at a list of salaries and you know how much mandy rose is making it says 80k wow huh wow wow she makes she makes more with her advertisements on instagram and max yeah. deals I, yeah and... that's why that's why i think those guys were so pissed about the other deals they were making way more you know, they were probably doubling their salary by the other, by the other side shit. Yeah, Andy Rose wow. lives with her mom, so yeah, for on eighty k you have to. Yeah, hmm. she lives with her mom in some Florida house. They live in a small house. It's weird. It's really weird. I don't know. I don't know why they do it. Well, yeah, he should definitely. That Cole should, Cole should definitely get a million. Get a, he should hit him up for a million. I just and I just see why they cut Bray Wyatt too. It says on here that he was making a million a year. Wow, and that's so, chump change. No, it's compared. nothing compared to what they're making. Yeah, it's nothing. And um, how much do, are you seeing uh, Finn Balor on that list, Charlie? At all? I don't see Finn. I could look it up, but I'm sure he's probably in the half in the a million. In the half a million, yeah, yeah, in the half a million range. I'll look mm-hmm. it up. I'm sure he's probably three three hundred to half a mil. Yeah, I, I would imagine so. he is. I mean, he's, he's, yeah, what, he's a done. former Universal Champion yeah. for five minutes. So yeah, he's, I'm sure he's doing decent. But like you said, I said he says he's. They say he's getting a million. Yeah, I would. Wow. I would say him and Cole would probably be the only rightful people that would deserve it in that promotion. And oh yeah. Wow, I just can't. I just can't. I couldn't. I was just amazed. When I saw that, that he wasn't, like you said, you figured, okay, he's a top guy. He's been there for, I think, four years. He should be making 250 You know, J- Johnny Gargano, you know, he he's making about that much too. Wow. And, no, I mean, I can understand why guys want to go up and leave because you don't make, you make the good money. You sell it's your soul dead. out. Yeah. But, you, but you sell your soul, but, hey, I got to make this money, man. Mm-hmm. You know? Either sell out. Or walk tall. But which would, which I was thinking, which would be really good if they, I tell you, would be interesting if they, if they decide to get rid of like a lot of the smaller guys, you know, because mm-hmm. like, like you, you figure Gargano, Ciampa, Cole, uh, O'Reilly, if those guys get let loose, oh, Ring of Honor is going to be good, AEW is going to be good, you know, it's mm-hmm. it could be, it could be really good. And it can right. be, I, I can't do like you were saying too. Like I, I think it was um, busting open today too. Like they were saying, dude. Um, uh, they should give they should give CM Punk just the mic and tell him not to use the f word when he debuts in Chicago and let him tear it up, dude. Because you know it's gonna be fucking nuts, dude. We're gonna be oh, yeah. mark. We're gonna be marking out like crazy. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe off air they'll let him go off air. Sure. They, could, they will probably yeah. close the show with Punk yep. 
and then off air have just, even more yeah, people with eyes on nuts. their product. Yeah, yeah. See, see what wasn't you know broadcasted. Oh, I totally. Mean, there's oh, that yeah. whole element that they plan on doing, you know. So, yep. and that's not regulated uh, with their TV deal. He can pretty much say whatever he wants if it gets on Twitter. So. Awesome. Well, we should probably move along. Um, we spent a lot of time on NXT, and we'll just have to see where it goes. I mean, we saw Bronson Reed was the latest uh, release that was pretty surprising because he was getting a big push as the North American champion. Um, I don't know how much time we want to spend on him after what we just talked about, but he would fit the big man role uh, after what they're trying to build in NXT, so that came as quite like, the surprise. I think he's only like 5'10", though. Oh, really? Yeah, he ain't that tall, dude. He's not the right kind of big. Yeah, he's not that tall. Yeah, so, you know, sure. if he was taller, they'd probably keep him. But, you know, I don't think he's the right he's the right height for him. Which yeah, is that, that is a He's still good. I, I'm, I'm mixed on Bronson. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, like you said, salary-wise, he wasn't making that much. They could have kept him around, to yeah. be honest. He wasn't making – after you see some of these salaries. So, you know, he's probably making 80 90 grand right. maybe so they could have mm-hmm. kept him around you know but, yeah was he really draining anything yeah yeah, yeah. He would, he, those guys weren't draining shit so you know but you know when you add but you know this is like the jci thing dude what happened when you add all those salaries up out of the what 12 13 guys they cut you know they might but they might have got like a million million and a half out of it you know so mm-hmm. bottom line it saves you money you yeah know? And speaking of cutting guys to save money, you know, talking about Bronson Reed, the that one was a little surprising because, yeah, Charlie, like you said, and well, actually, Mike, I think you mentioned it a minute ago. He was getting a little bit of a push with that North American title and kept yeah, right. And then they just NXT killed it, yeah. And then it just kind of disappeared. But over the last week, we also saw Bray Wyatt get released, which oh yeah, that one was a little more surprising. It, it sucks because I feel like none of these releases are shocking anymore. Honestly, it's kind of become the new normal. There isn't much. Yeah. Like, who's now? Next? Yeah, yeah. After Alistair Black and that, nothing yeah. surprises me. And too, that, and too, that goes back to my whole point is, um, like I think he said it, but I would take the half a million over the million if I was Adam Cole because. Money can't buy happiness. It's going to be a miserable work like there. I've been I've been on both sides of the situation where I've gotten let go, and I've gotten stayed by people who cut, and the people who get people who let get let get let go is usually better. That some of the best things that ever happened to me was the one time I got let go. I went out and got a better. I literally made like fifteen grand more like in a week and within ten days of getting a job. And, the, and I've been in a situation where you stay and it's miserable because. You gotta eat yeah. sh- all the shit they're gonna give you and mm-hmm. smile because they're gonna think that you're oh you should just be happy you didn't cut you have a job and it's like no mm-hmm. motherfucker it's not like that dude it's a free system I'm not staying in this sh- shit show you know right yep and if you like you said any and if Adam Cole can't see that's a sinking ship then he deserves whatever shit they give him he should move that's on. true yeah. he deserve if you can't see that's a sinking ship and a losing product. And you're not gonna crack the ceiling, you know. Then you, you take you take your million, but you just know you're gonna be you're gonna be stuck in purgatory for a long time. You got yep. nobody to blame but yourself at that point. Yep. Hopefully, yeah, and you, I, know, you, can, I, you get that nice big house. You know. I think everybody has to go through it at least once, though, before you get you, you got to get burned one time before you know that's the case. So, yeah, really hope Adam Cole's a smart guy, and you know just takes people's advice and goes to AEW despite whatever the amount yep. that WWE throws at him might be. Oh, Cause he's going to make a shitload of merchandise and stuff. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hey, well, I'll tell you one thing. WWE is not selling out the United center in Chicago. AEW is. Yep. Can you imagine an Adam Cole baby in the United center sold out Oof. or their little shit Thunderdome? <laughs> I mean, what do you yep. want to do? What would you rather do? See your girlfriend get the DMD hot as hell with all the fans popping, and then you're sitting there. Then he pops out with her. Yeah, yeah, with some plexiglass. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, I I mean it makes too much sense, but we could go on and on about that. But um. Oh yeah, shit. Yeah, isn't that? Oh yeah, those. I think the summer, 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 and all that shit's this weekend, right? I'm kind of. Is it this weekend? 
Yeah, I think I might skip. I'll probably catch some of some I am, but I, I think definitely I'll see what's going on with the NXT show on Sunday. Mm. Yeah, I think all that stuff's this weekend because, yeah, I've, is it the, or is it next week? Can I get it? I, I think it's the 21st, I want to say. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's the next weekend because you have your AEW Dynamite, uh, the Rampage show starts. Yep. And then Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, you're right. It's another week. Yeah, I just Googled it. It looks like it's yeah. on the 21st. So. Yeah, I got, I got a little too excited. That's what next <laughs> week. Next weekend's the big wrestling weekend. We spent 45 wrestling. minutes ripping on WWE, and then we're getting excited for it and losing track of time. Yeah, no, I wouldn't say excited. Oh, you know what I'm thinking of, too? It's, uh, Pete, what do you guys think about Pete Dunne? He's, uh, yeah. His contract's sitting, too. I think it's the he, same situation almost exactly. Be, it's like he'd be why perfect. Would, yeah, He'd be perfect for like AEW, Ring of Honor, New New, New Japan. Yeah, He'd be perfect. Mm. And you know, the, I, I, and, yeah, and here's an uh, I'm back to this. So you know the fucked up thing what they did to Bronson is I don't know mm. if he's got kids, but I know he's got a wife, and he's I think mm. he's Australian, so yeah. he's only here on a work visa. So how how I don't know how that works, but how much time does he have to find another job before he's got to get the fuck out of the country? It's a great you question. Know? Sure, I think. I don't know that he can just go get a job down the street because yeah, I know. Yeah. He's yeah. got to get a work visa. Right. Yeah. And and for those of our listeners, like when you get a work visa in another country, it's, it, it usually has to be for a reason. And typically that reason is nobody else can do the job that you're doing. And in the world oh, yeah, of pro wrestling, right. yep, right. that's legitimately true. Like there's not a ton of pro wrestlers out there. So if you're from Australia and you're a pro wrestler and someone here decides they want you, it's pretty easy for him to bring you over. But the moment you get cut, if you don't have some other special skill or something that makes you stand out, you're probably going to end up going back. So my get, hunch get, is... Get on the bus, buddy. Or the boat, yeah, buddy. Un- unless he gets picked up by you know, AEW or Impact or some other North American promotion, I'm guessing he's, he's probably going to be New going Japan. back to Australia. Yep. Yeah, do some stuff there and then possibly New Japan and stuff. But <laughs> I, you know what? I mean, monopolizing, but... Bronson's cool, but I wasn't really that impressed with him. I liked him. He's okay. He's a good mid-carder, but I don't see him being a star. I I mean, I wanted to like him because who else did they have? (laughs) And and I mean, I was like, like okay. I like him over cross. Yeah. If if I was like, if this is the guy that they want us to go for, I could see the light in it because I did still give NXT the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Um, before all this, and I mean, when he wore those Bam Bam Bigelow colors uh, yeah. in that one ladder match, I was like, okay, that's cool. Yeah, I, yeah. That he kind of won I, me over there. I think the buildup was cool, but maybe they put the belt on him too fast, and they didn't. Yeah, I agree. They maybe, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe he didn't get to build his rep. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I don't. He's okay. It sucks that he got cut because he has potential, but yeah, yeah. He's hey, he wasn't he, he wasn't like it wasn't like oh he's. He's wrestling the main event on NXT. Oh, I have to watch and see what happens. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, There's... right. I can see him doing some cool stuff in New Japan, though. Him and Pete oh, Dunn. I don't. He's he's that uh, he's new he's New Japan style, dude. The big guy like that. Right. You know. I think they'd love him over there. For oh sure. yeah, because that's where you know, like um, Terry Gordy, uh, mm-hmm. Stan Hansen, all those big guys. They love Brody. Big big like quote-unquote American, even though he's not American. But, yeah, Brody, they love all those big brawlers like that. He could, right. come, in a, could come in as a heel, you know, just run yep. through some of the Japan guys, Japanese guys. That'd be fun. Awesome. Yep. Uh, speaking of fun, we saw Malachi <laughs> Black get in uh, the ring against Cody Rhodes on AEW Dynamite this past Wednesday. And <laughs> what did you guys think of that intro? I'll let you guys talk about it. So um, I'm all for spooky shit. I always have been. <laughs> and the moment I heard the music, I was thinking, yes, they're going to do them right. They're going to give them dark metal music, which mm-hmm. they did. And then you see that light hit the tunnel and he just stands up and you just see a shadow. It was like something straight out of a horror movie. It was yeah, like a Stephen King thing. Oh, even beyond that, it was uh, yeah. it was incredible. I loved it. Like I actually mm-hmm. laughed watching it. And, like Becky was sitting there with me, and she wasn't even looking at the TV. And I'm like, "Look at this! This is insane!" And she's like, "Wait, is that Alistair Black?" I'm like, "It is." Well, not anymore, but yeah, same person. Nice. Yeah, it was so, so badass. 
Malachi Black was actually on Chris Jericho's podcast, and I listened to that on the way home. Yeah. Uh, and I guess you remember his intro uh, in NXT when he was on that platform, yep. and it would rise up. That was yes. actually meant for the Undertaker, but Undertaker oh, was wasn't uh, couldn't fit on it. And Alistair was like, hey, could I have that? And they gave it to him. <laughs> oh, that's and that cool. was really what – so that was a good entrepreneurial move on his part because that really helped him, you know, launch himself up uh, the ladder in NXT. So that, I thought, was a fun fact. So I was really curious to see what they were going to do for his intro once he hit AEW. And, yeah, with the antlers and, like, yeah. the gear shit. Like this, I was like, okay, yeah, it, I mean, he's looking good, really <laughs> good. Yeah, uh, body's yeah. in shape. He looks ready to go. He looks like a new sense, like he's being reborn, basically. Yeah, his and moves really are exciting too. Like it reminds me of when he was in NXT and his work rate was just through the roof. Like the, yeah, how sharp his sure. kicks are. Everything about mm-hmm. the match itself was really good. It was a squash match, which was a little surprising to see, but at the same time, I think they booked it right. Like I couldn't imagine a back and forth match between them. I'm sure it still would have been good, but I think this did a great job of establishing him as a really challenging guy to compete with. Yeah. I couldn't believe when he pinned him, when he just put the foot on him. I don't think we've we've ever seen that work before, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Jericho used to do it all the time. Yeah. But you yeah. know, we, we sometimes we uh, predicted that Cody should lose matches. He didn't, but you yeah. can't. And I mean, let's talk about doing the right thing for a guy who like who who needs it. And I don't mean that in a negative way, but obviously Malachi Black needed a strong debut. And to allow that where he gets a foot put on him. I mean, Cody, when the chips are down, Cody, you know, Cody's put over uh, Ooh, um, Darby. He's put over um, Archer. Archer. He's put over Brody Lee. I mean, so it's, mm-hmm. you know, he's, some people give him shit. And I think I've given him shit on here with some of that. But it's like now, if he would have put over Anthony Agogo, if he would have put over everybody we thought, or Sean Spears, last week wouldn't have meant as much. Yeah. I, that's a really good point, Steve. I agree. What, so, out of curiosity, though, so, you know, I just mentioned the match itself was pretty good, it was a squash match. What did you guys think of that table spot? Because honestly, that caught me a little by surprise. I didn't see it coming. The table spot? Which table uh, spot? Yeah, what table spot? I didn't watch. Oh, oh, not... oh Cody got thrown over into the table. Yeah. So, so yeah. in case you guys, I remember that now. If you guys didn't see the whole match. Um, did, yeah. Cody's on the top rope. Malachi Black comes over, gives him sort of a jump kick to the face. Cody flies off the top turnbuckle out to the outside and th- falls through. I think it was the timekeeper's table. Yeah, nice. that was pretty badass. Yeah, it was an interesting Definitely. spot. Like you don't see that all that often, um, especially the way it was done. It was kind of out of nowhere. So I think yeah, that it wasn't pretty... like where they do the dramatic, like okay, I'm setting them up on the table and I'm going to go through the table. It was just like boom, wow, oh, he just went through a table. <laughs> yeah, it really set the tone of the match for me. I think at least. Um, I mean, at first, obviously, like the tone had been really vicious. These two have been going back and forth for weeks, but I think that kind of surprise or just unique table spot really helped establish like the level at which Malachi black is coming in. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I thought, uh, it was really good too, that when Cody took off his boots, like he was going to be taking a little break for a while (laughs) and, uh, Malachi blacks, like you're not getting off this easy. And he hit him with a crutch establishing him as a heel I mean, it's beautiful. It's going mean, what... to be hard to get him as a heel, though, dude. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, it's Cody. But, I mean, it's but, obviously the... going to be. Well, that's the thing that was perfect. That's probably the perfect guy for him to be a heel but still stay right. over because Col- Cody on purpose has that polarizing thing going on. Where yeah, he he'll is always not... be the baby face. But, yeah, but with an edge. You I know, mean, why did Sting kind of imply there's something wrong with Cody? You know, they, I don't know. They, they, they tell such good long-term stories. It's like yeah. they, they've set a seed with Cody that may or may not ever happen where he could go heel. And I don't know. I just, I dig that they do stuff like that. Okay. But there were people that yeah. wanted to see Malachi beat him. So it's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong um, with the heels. Nope. Uh, I do have I do have some breaking spoiler news for AEW fans. Can I can I cut in to, to tell? 
Of course. I hope you guys are sitting down because this is this is. A, <laughs> I'm gonna try to get through this without getting upset. But okay. um, Joey Janela betrayed his partner Sunny Kiss this today. Oh damn! He turned on him. He turned on him. Mm. So damn, thought, thoughts, thoughts, and pray, prayers to Sunny Kiss, who did not deserve that betrayal. Hottest angle That's nobody's it. ever seen. Exactly. Hottest well, angle nobody cares about. <laughs> We'll, we'll see you on Rampage, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Was that at AEW Dark? I'm, yeah, to whatever. Yeah. yeah, tonight. Yeah, Elevation, yeah. whatever they do on Mondays. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I don't know. Sunny I like, Kiss. I like Sunny Kiss a lot better than Joey Janela, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, but Malachi again, Black, Malachi Black on uh, the Jericho podcast sung Sunny Kiss's praises. It's like that's a guy that I definitely want to work with someday yeah. too. So. I think breaking away from Joey is probably the best thing. It actually is, yeah, because Joey's just meh. Yeah, he's a pud. He's a pud. He's a pud pounder. Yeah, totally. You know, I was thinking more about uh, Malachi Black and starting to fantasy book him in my mind a little bit. And funny enough, my guy also listened to the Jericho podcast, which is what got me thinking about this. I cannot wait to see Malachi Black against Darby Allen, and I don't know why. Mm. I just oh, that's gonna be good. See, if they want to get him to be a heel, that's who he needs to jump on. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I think they will. Is, but visually, I think those two would really look amazing together on a match graphic. Most definitely. Oh, yeah. They would be good promos. Because what's his face gives pretty good promos, and he's got a nice deep voice, uh, Darby does. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he does really good with that. Yeah. Yeah. CM Punk first, Malachi Black next for Darby yeah. Allen. Uh, <laughs> I'd, say, I'd say down the line. I'd get. I try to get some gold on Malachi pretty soon. Get him. Yeah. Get, if, he, if fans are going to take him as a face, get him against Rusev. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd be fun. Awesome. Well, we lost a, a living legend. Uh, this uh, I can't remember what day it was this past week, but um, it was uh, the it's Midnight Tuesday. Express. Yeah. He belonged to the Midnight Express. Yep. Beautiful, Bo- Bobby beautiful, Eaton. beautiful Bobby Be- Bobby Eaton. Yep. Was that the only team he was ever on? Oh uh, no. Well, tagged, I mean, he, he it was his most. Coco. Yeah, his most, his most prominent. Yeah. 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 I mean, he did stuff after he. I think he teamed he did with stuff before. Uh, Regal ta- for a while. Yeah, he tagged uh, with Coco Beware. Yeah. Uh, when they first they were started. heels. Yeah, when they yeah. first started. Yeah. Wow, I would have the to go back and find that. Get, that yeah. sounds interesting. Yes, they were really good. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Well, yeah, I um, I went back and watched a couple Midnight Express uh, uh, matches, and Charlie, yeah, you're right. What a worker! I mean, he was one of the best. I mean, did you end up listening to that Cornet podcast? Oh, I listened, yeah. I'm a quarter of the way through it. Yeah, same here. Yeah, it's take a couple uh, days. Coronet, man, he has a hard yeah. time. Like he's like kind of breaking down starting the episode it's like totally it just he has Damn. a heart he kind of needs his co-host to get him going because yeah, he, he just yeah he, he can't throw, he just couldn't do it yeah, yeah but, he had to throw it to brian at one point he was yeah brian jump in and you know he had to just take a break you know i'm sure but yeah, uh yeah bobby, i mean beautiful bobby was just he was a great wrestler dude he was like one of those guys in a match he's just a great wrestler like, like i mentioned in that clip if you go back and watch you go back and watch like a Midnight Express, um, Rock and Roll Express match, dude. Like, it's like so. I love the stuff that we have now, but it was so fucking good back then, dude. Mm-hmm. It was so good. Like, I didn't think there was gonna be announcers. Like, they let the guys come to the ring. They weren't talking. You know, the the ringing up. They, the TV guys had started announcing until after the guys got to the ring. Fucking right. at some point of the match, you couldn't even hear the announcers that well because the l- girls in the crowd were just screaming. Yep. It's just mm-hmm. so, so good. And people were just so into it. It was just, I don't know. Yeah. I, it was really good. And then we, and it makes me, now I know, you know, being older now, now I know why my guy, my dad was always an NWA guy. He was so anti-WWE for years. He was just always about the NWA. You know, mm-hmm. he taped, he taped those shows every freaking week, dude, on, on his, on, on our VCR and beta. Yeah. He, awesome. he he watched them all because of guys like that, yeah. Yeah, guys like that, dude. And those guys were so good, man. Cornette told a cool story that uh, in 1989, I think it was, Ric Flair was the champ in the end yep. in WCW, yep. and he was also the Booker. 
and they wanted to drum he wanted to drum up some uh like some kind of like accolades and show why nwa has the best matches out there so he booked himself defending the title against yeah. bobby eaton and they had to talk him in like he wasn't gonna lose yeah just yeah Claire did wasn't gonna lose the title but he wanted he didn't want to beat bobby eaton he wanted to lose by dq or something and like coronet and company had to tell him like dude you gotta win the match you're rick you know but he he, he thought it was such a impressive opponent he didn't want to beat him clean and uh but yeah it's like that's telling that like yeah uh, flair had this opportunity he there's only a few people he trusted to put the like the you know marquee match on and he went right to bobby yeah yeah and the matches were so cool how they ended like back then because i was watching quite a few of them last week like like there was one where they stole the belt, like the Midnight Express stole the belt, but the ref saw something, they gave it back to him. The crowd was going fucking nuts, dude. It's just, it's just, the crowd just makes those shows in the old days, dude. It's just, it's just crazy, yep. dude. It's just good booking the way they would book it. Like you think the good guys would lose and they would win. And like if the good guys beat the bad guys and got the titles, fucking chaos. People were throwing babies. You know, it's just, <laughs> it's just so worth it going back and watching some of that stuff. And it's like, yeah, so good. It's like, I love, you know, I like, cause I love the attitude era. I love the NWO stuff. Uh, when WCW was around and, you know, I was still on the cusp of kind of watching NWA, but not really into it back then, but it was it's just so, so good. Such good stuff, dude. Such smart you- wrestling. And you were really like attending a performance, you know. Yep. Nobody has their oh, yeah. cell phones out at a Broadway show. Yeah, exactly. Dude. One, it's not allowed. But I mean, back in the day, you, you, I mean, the, the thing I love about wrestling is you are a part of the show just as much as the wrestlers are. Yeah, I mean, because they feed off for, of you based on how yes. your energy is. Like those guys, they can, right. they could get a guy in a headlock and just sit there with it and wrench on it and get yes. the crowd so worked up. And then, you yeah. know, and figure out what they would feed off the crowd. They, would, they wouldn't they would come yep. in with the preconceived, here's what we're going to do, no matter what. But it was yeah. like they ebbed and flowed based on what the crowd, yep. how the crowd was going, you know. It's just mm-hmm. such a yeah, hard, like, you know, we'll call it in the ring, dude, you know. Yeah, you're an, you're an active participant, and you can't get that in any sport. I mean, yeah, nope. I mean, like in basketball, like when the cr- crowd's going crazy oh, yeah, when you're on a 10-0 yeah, run. Yeah, yeah but, yeah. I mean, they're still going to play the game. It's not like they're sinking these baskets because of you in the front row or whatever. I mean, it's it, it you are you are just as big of a part of the wrestling show than the wrestlers themselves. Yep. And that's what, you know, you pay tickets for. And, and now with all everybody on their cell phones, like they're watching the match through a <laughs> uh, screen. You're just never, ever going to get that again, that kind of magic. Nope. So, you know, start, uh, stuff. my favorite story I heard the last week from about Bobby Eaton, and then Cornette confirmed this, so it's not like some urban legend, but he married, so um, Bill Dundee was like this legendary promoter, and you know, like old school dude, like total Down hard in ass. Memphis. And, yeah. In Memphis. And his daughter, Donna, you know, he, for, he, he forbid her from ever dating a wrestler. And then she did anyway, of course. And he lost his shit when he found out. And he's like, you are, you know, who is it? it? I'm going to kick his ass. Who is this fucker? Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, it's it's Bobby. And he's like, oh, damn. Well, at least you picked the right one. And like, he stayed married to her. She, she died, she she died in died June. Weeks ago, yeah. She died in oh, June. Man. So yep. like a month and a half or so after he passed away. So yeah, uh, say, a lot of said he died of a broken heart. You know? Yeah. But uh, wow. yeah. Just probably one of the most respected Stone Cold, um, you name oh, it. Yeah, people yeah. oh, owe their careers to him. Yeah, because so. back in the day when Stone Cold's first podcast talked about, because he brought up Bobby, he was like, "Oh shit, I forgot about how good Bobby was." Then I, you know, I went back and watched. I'm like, "Oh shit, you forgot? I forgot how good he really was, and, dude." And if you listen to Busted Open, uh, Dave LaGreca always kicks off the show by referring to uh, Bully Ray as the greatest tag team wrestler of all time, and for a while couple of years ago bully yeah. would always so correct him and say no i'm not the best it's, it's bobby, bobby Eaton. yeah and he's right there's no i can't think of anybody else who's a single yeah tag he didn't look wrestler. like much he wasn't ripped <sighs> but man no. he could fly off the top with that leg drop and, and he just know. knew how to do shit he yeah. was just good like i was listening to some podcasts too like everything he did in the ring mattered he would position himself right to do things it was just he was just 
perfect in the ring, dude, you know? Which is sad, though, too. Like, as text, I don't know if I texted you guys, but it's like, man, he made a lot of money in his career, but he's, like, fucking pretty much broke. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they did a GoFundMe. Yeah, yeah, they were saying, too, that he's the kind of guy, too, that um, if you were with him, he was spending money, too, so, you know. Yeah. He spent a lot. He made a lot, but he spent a lot, and, you know, there's no... 401k for wrestlers unless you no. build it unless you build it yourself for some of our listeners out there like me who maybe aren't as familiar with bobby eaton and some of his matches i actually just did some quick googling while Charlie look, were talking to us it, and, um the the match between the midnight express and the rock and roll express is actually available on youtube um yep. looks like it's from 1990 so i'm not sure if yep. it's It'll still be good. I think it's one. There's another one too that's good. I get. Oh, it reminds me. I was gonna look it up to Sue. I guess the Rocket uh, Midnight Express versus the Road Warriors in a scaffold match. I guess that was oh, really fucking good too. That's the one where uh, yeah, Cornet fell off and broke. Yeah, both yeah, legs. I want to watch yeah. that. Yeah, so I want to watch that. And watch that one. That's a classic. Yeah, for sure. Well, and speaking of classics, I think it's only appropriate that we. Um, call an audible on the promo of the week we got a lot of good submissions as we always do but i think it'd be good if we put in uh this week's promo of the week one of the midnight express with jim Cornette, bobby eaton and uh you know honor him and his great legacy so let's take a quick listen to a great promo from the midnight express Ladies and gentlemen, we're back here on World Championship Wrestling. You know, I was thinking about Paul E. Dangerously, but not for very long. But when I did, I thought he could be considered the, the rotten fruits of his mother's labor. Would you not agree with that? I think he's a rotten fruit, all right. As a matter of fact, I'll admit that he's a fruit, period. Let me tell you, Paul E. Dangerously, he's got this whole thing built up to where it's a high noon showdown, where it's gunfight at the OK Corral between me and him. This is Chi-Town Rumble. This is Chicago, the Windy City. It's the home of Prohibition, the Roaring Twenties, Al Capone, Elliot Ness, the Untouchables. Hey, did you ever watch the Untouchables on TV? All the time. Like that night in the Southside Chicago apartment of Frank Nitty, Al Capone's gangland enforcer, Paulie Dangerously and his band of cutthroats were plotting the demise of Jim Cornette and his Untouchables. Little did they know <laughs> that Cornette and his men had already plotted to send them up the river. That's where you're going to be, Polly Dangerously. You're going to be taking a ride up the river. No, wait. You're going to have a cement overcoat on, and you're going to be in the river. Because it's going to be like the Untouchables meeting Capone's mob. When I open up my violin case, I'm going to have a tennis racket. When you open up your violin case, you're going to have a telephone. And the collision is going to come. The clash is going to come. And the guy who gets pinned is going to leave the NWA forever. And there must be a winner. So I want you to remember, Polly, what kind of stakes you got. And I want you to remember this too, Polly Dangerously. I guarantee you this, your day has come because you think you're gonna be the one to come in here and take Jim Cornette's job, brother. You're far from being right. You're sadly mistaken. And as far as beautiful Bobby and Sweet Stan goes, everybody knows that they're the real Midnight Express. All evil men's time must come. Capone died a broken man. Hitler blew his brains out. They fried Ted Bundy two weeks ago. And Polly, you're next. And ladies and gentlemen, that's the way it is. Really All I right. Got, I got. I got. I got nothing I can say after that. I and mean, that's yeah. That's a mic. Mic drop. That damn, damn corny. Yeah. Yeah. He. Uh, that's One some of the best. best stuff right there. And uh, he will One be very missed the- around the wrestling world. And you know. Our thoughts and prayers go out to his friends and family and everybody who cared about him. So, awesome, boys. Well, we had a lot to cover this week. This was a lot of fun. We got a lot of great wrestling coming up here. As you know, we got AEW Dynamite this Wednesday, but Rampage is debuting in Pittsburgh, I believe, this Friday, which is a great wrestling town, so they're going to be on fire. Um, and then we're coming to Milwaukee, right? Is it yep. Milwaukee? Milwaukee's yep. next week. Not, no, not a week after. Oh, a week yeah, after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 25th. Yeah, 25th. Two weeks, yep. okay. And then, uh, oh, so Charlie, are we going to Rampage before Milwaukee? Yep, we hit Rampage oh, Friday. Boys. Then we have Dynamite on Wednesday, bro. Oh, we're hitting Lord. hard. Woo! And then we got, <laughs> and then we got all out in September. Couple, Hard like to believe much that. A couple weeks after that. I mean, isn't it crazy that um, 
oh, it's going to be 2022 in four months. Like last year, it felt like it just lasted forever. And 2021, yep. I feel like just has flown by. Yeah. Four months and it'll be New Year's Eve. Crazy. Yeah. So. Strange. Strange, strange times we're living strange. in. It's very, very wild. Very wild. Wild and crazy. I'm crazy, man. Well, the only thing that can keep you on the straight and narrow during these crazy times is just three little pieces of advice. <laughs> I say you gotta stay hungry, mm-hmm. you gotta stay humble, and you gotta stay hard. The, yeah, if you don't got all three of those, you're in trouble, bro. Triple H! God rest his soul. Thoughts and prayers, Paul Levesque. All right, boys. Yeah, true. Single ply. Triple H, single ply. Good luck, Triple H, in your uh, keeping your uh, baby together. And just you're going to need it. Triple H will be Paul Levesque. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.